The final hours of Utah's legislative session. Tax credits for families. Affordable housing. Domestic violence. And school funding. This is a special edition of Inside Sources. Live from the state capitol. Here are Taylor Morgan and Marty Carpenter on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to KSL Inside Sources, broadcasting live from the Utah State Capitol building. Marty, we have now with us uh, Speaker Brad Wilson. And we had earlier his chief of staff, Abby Osborne, on, on the program. And we talked about how smooth this session has run. And, and we keep knocking on wood, yeah, just in case. We, we uh, your good chief of staff predicted that we might just get out early tonight. So we're not going to jinx it. We'll let that go. But... We want to talk about how smooth the session has been in a session with a budget surplus, uh, with historic generational investments in water, in infrastructure, in education. Uh, So much has been accomplished. This has been probably the most impactful session that I have seen, at least in the last decade or more. What would you say to that, Speaker Wilson? What has gone into this very well-oiled machine in terms of a 2023 session? Yeah, Taylor, it has gone really well, and uh, and I would agree with you. I'd use the word impactful. Um, it's it's been remarkable. When we talk about the word generational investment or making generational decisions, I I think maybe another way to frame it is th- I really believe that the big decisions we've made this session are going to show up in the lives of our kids and grandkids twenty, thirty years from now. I mean, they are going to see tangible results of the work that we've done here, mm-hmm. whether it's $2 billion of extra money in transportation or teachers getting the biggest raises in the state's history. And, and suddenly our teachers are paid far more above average than any other teachers in the country. We're now uh, some leaders in terms of teacher compensation. And so these kinds of things are going to pay really, really long dividends. But when I think about what's um, made it smooth and kind of what's helped us get to the spot we're at, there's a lot of different things. We've got a lot of experience. People here, you talked about Abby um, and uh, other folks that make mm-hmm. a big difference. But it's it's been a, a really remarkable session. I mean, not not the least of which, $800 million, close to $800 million in tax cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. significant. You know, you, you talk, you try to give some credit where credit's due to other folks who make this run smoothly, but this is not your first rodeo either, no, right? This not. is <laughs> uh, session 13 for you, fifth as speaker. How much more uh, smooth is it running do you think at least give yourself a little credit here because this is your fifth time leading a caucus and leading the house uh, with an agenda compared to where you were maybe in your first or second session? Yeah, well, it is, uh, it's never run of the mill. I mean, this is an amazing process with remarkable people and I, and I've really, really love it, but, but it, uh, it, there is something to be said for having experience and having a team around me that has experience, but Senate president Stuart Adams also has that Stuart and I came in the same time. Mm. We've been presiding officers for the exact same number of years and we go way back, not just from here. And, and his team has also uh, been seasoned with him. And so these teams work together in ways that I don't think has really ever happened in the state legislature's history, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. There does not, I don't get the sense that that relationship is adversarial between the House and the Senate. In years past, it has been a, a, a bit uh, maybe difficult, if you will. Yeah, it, it can be. I, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, we have our differences, right? Yeah. And there's natural tension that exists, and there are policy differences. 
Uh, and, and those exist also between the third floor where the legislature is and the second floor. Um, I was on the phone last night with Governor Cox. There's a difference of opinion about an issue, but we work really well together. Mm-hmm. And we don't let differences of opinion on policy interfere with all of the, our ability to, to, to work and get things done. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. Does that ever seem... um... I don't know, frustrating, or does it ever make you chuckle maybe on the other side of that spectrum when you watch the things that where publicly there is some contention or where there's some strife, uh, and that gets coverage as if it's like the biggest thing out there, like this is what's blowing up when you're already solving so many of the issues sort of behind the scenes. You think, oh, you know, we don't really get credit for all the stuff that we work out uh, like gentlemen. Well, that's true, and that's just sort of the world we live in, Marty. Um, it's not very interesting when things go smoothly and everyone gets along, right? right. Um, but I like low drama. We have had a low drama session. We've had some hard issues, but in terms yeah. of the House and Senate working together, there hasn't been any drama, and that's the way I think it should be. There's tension. We disagree on policy. We're, we were just. I just left a meeting where... <laughs> Our members uh, don't like an element of a bill the Senate sent to us, and we're going to change it, and we'll see what they think. I, I suspect they're not going to like it. Ooh, that sounds that's, dramatic. Uh, we'll that's keep okay. our eyes out for that. Well, it, we'll work through <laughs> it. You want to give us yeah. a bill number so we know what we're watching for? Here. Speaking of drama, right? I watch for anything with an amendment between right. now and then. Well, if you can, Speaker, what are your highs and lows of the session personally, if you can? Uh, what are yeah. some of the highlights for you personally as a lawmaker and as a leader? And what are some of the maybe the challenges that you'd like to, to continue to, to work on? You know, Taylor, at the beginning of each session, I get a chance to address the body. And in that uh, opening day speech that I gave, I talked about how I felt like the decisions we were going to make this session, we were going to make this session, are going to ripple for generations. I really, really believe that. This session is just really special, and I don't, I don't know why, but uh, probably a lot of hard work and preparation yeah, uh, no seems doubt. to have made it happen. But half a billion dollars in water. I mean, we're going to save the Great Salt Lake. I've already talked about transportation. Um, we've done other things in education that... Um, that people have thought about and wanted to have happen for, for a long time. School choice. We're making mm-hmm. the biggest investment in school safety that I've ever seen the legislature make. And then uh, these tax cuts. I mean, it, Utahns are really struggling right now with inflation. Yeah. To give them three quarters of a billion dollars in tax relief uh, so they can spend their money instead of having it spent by government is a really impactful thing for them. And so it's the list just goes on and on. But uh, this is going to show up in the lives of everyday Utahns in ways that's going to really benefit them. Yeah, yeah. 
What are you planning to do tomorrow? <laughs> well, what do you have on tap for the weekend, Speaker? How are you going to unwind from this? Yeah, you know, I've, uh, I've got a personal family commitment in the morning, and then I have a political event tomorrow night. So that's, po- the, way, another political that's event. the way the life is of Never uh, stops. Speaker of the House. No rest for the weary, right? <laughs> You know, Speaker, one thing that we we mentioned sort of as we were wrapping up with Abby a couple segments ago is that uh, when we talk about this session running smoothly, part of that is interesting because it's a, it's a session right after an election year. So in the House in particular, you had a number of new members, and your body probably shifted a little bit maybe more conservative than it had been in sessions past. I just wonder if you could tell us a little yeah. bit about um, your efforts with your team and other members of, of your caucus to help sure. new legislators kind of hit the ground running. Yeah, well, there's a kind of a fallacy out there that lawmakers get up here and stay forever. The average tenure of a House of Representatives member is less than six years. Uh, We turned over 15, 16 new seats this session out of 75, and that's actually almost below normal, right? But we did. We saw the House become a little bit more conservative. Uh, The the group of new lawmakers that came in were, and they've been remarkably... um, diligent they have been it's been one of the strongest classes i've seen quite frankly they're just really really capable lawmakers and they've worked really hard and uh and they're not ideologues they're they're conservative but they're they're trying to get things done and that's been amazing and we we have a caucus uh the republican party does a democratic party does too that we surround these new members and try to help them understand the process understand the people and really understand policy it takes some time but i don't think i've ever seen a group of new lawmakers power through the learning curve as fast as i've seen this group mm-hmm. really really great um well there's bills on the board there and are you got bills to go manage so we'll let you get back yep. to your actual job today and uh you know no pressure but we're hearing we're hearing out early. Can you give us a time? In fact, Abby said I mean, you're the time. one who drives it to be out early, and she's like, it's not going to happen. Are we talking 11.53, or are we going to maybe shoot I, for 10.30? I, I think we'll be earlier than 11.53. Okay. Uh, if, okay. If not, you guys hold me accountable. To well, okay. so. listeners, we'll yell you, from the gallery. You heard it a... here first on Inside <laughs> yeah. Sources. That's uh, That has been House Speaker Brad Wilson joining us. Really appreciate uh, you being with us, Speaker, here on uh, Inside Sources. Listeners, stay with us, because coming up, we will have Lindsay Ertz from KSL News radio who has been diligently covering the session every day all day she is going to give us an important update coming up next